We're going to tune in everybody. I'd like to welcome you to this week's Impact Wrestling Press Pass podcast. This is Ross Foreman. Let's first welcome Josh Matthews to the uh, call. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm good, Ross. I, uh, I'm excited for everyone to uh, hear our guest this week. We don't have a whole lot of new updates, uh, more so just uh, general updates. Obviously, uh, Homecoming is rapidly approaching on uh, January 6th, and then Impact Live on January 7th. Tickets are available now. Um, VIP packages are obviously sold out. The tickets are available. Uh, we're adding some uh, some cool things to some different sections and different seats that'll be popping up on uh, impactwrestling.com uh, probably tomorrow or Monday. And then uh, you know we still have Las Vegas on the calendar in February, and uh, we're getting excited for Mexico on January 11th and the 12th. Um, our return to New York in April. So so it's all the same updates that you guys heard last week. Um, nothing really new on the forefront. We've got some great matches we're looking forward to, obviously, at Homecoming. Um, and uh, someone who's been making a lot of waves and traction as of late, as he always does, uh, the, the, uh, the last of a dying breed. Uh, I think, Ross, that uh, most people are tuned in this week to hear from, from Eli Drake, so I think we should uh, just go ahead and kick that off with Eli. Eli Drake, welcome to the call. How are you doing today? All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, yeah, so uh, what a big show coming up here at Homecoming. What, uh, what's been going on with uh, Eli Drake these days? A lot, uh, lot happening. I mean, there was a little bit with their uh, Tommy Dreamer. What, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's the word from uh, Eli? Uh, well, I mean, they, you know, you, you see what's been going on on that TV and whatnot. It's, uh, it's, 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 there's a thing with the wrestling business these days that I haven't been very happy about. I've, been, I've said it in uh, interviews and things like that. You got your little... You know, you're a little flippy nerds and things like that. And, uh, and a lot of that springs from the hardcore. Everybody feels like they need to do uh, something more dangerous each and every time they get out there. It's really kind of silly. It's kind of stupid. It's a bunch of uh, violent garbage. It's a bunch of uh, stunts. Uh, but the beauty of it is, I mean, if you look at um, you look at what happened with myself and uh, Tommy Dreamer, if i got to become something to extinguish it, and uh, that's what I do. It's kind of like fighting fire with fire. What do you think of uh, stepping into a hardcore match for yourself? Um, not really my choice. Uh, <laughs> not really something that I look forward to, not really something that I want to do. Uh, but, like I said, if i got to do it to uh, take care of something, then, of course, then that's what I do. How do you, uh, how do you mentally, or do I say physically, prepare for a hardcore match? You don't. Um, <laughs> uh, you pretty much just understand that you're about to go in there and get your ass kicked, um, and uh, just hope that you're the one that uh, gets the least beat up of the two. All right. Well, we have a uh, a room full of callers waiting to talk to you, so let's uh, open up for media oh, questions. Boy. I knew oh boy. Oh boy. I knew that would make your day. So media, I ask uh, Star Six, if you want to get in queue, uh, please identify yourself and your media outlet and one question and one question alone for Eli. Q&A session has started. To ask your question, please press Star Six. And just, uh, just a reminder, Eli, just remember, uh, I was the one who chose the time Josh wanted to do this at 9 a.m. Eastern time. 
For all of your pro wrestling news, check out Gerwick.net, your number one source for wrestling news since 1997. Hey guys, uh, this is Ritu from Sportskila. First off, Josh, I, is there any update on your arrival in India? No, there's no update. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, uh, my question is, uh, no, obviously for Eli, uh, at Bound for Glory, a lot of Thought that uh, Chris Jericho would answer your open challenge. Uh, is that a match you would have wanted? And what did you think of James Ellsworth who showed up? Well, yeah, I would have wanted that match. That would have been uh, a big marquee match, and obviously it was getting uh, attention since people thought that that's what it was. And you're talking about a, a big star known around the world, so that would have been amazing uh, to bring in Chris Jericho. Um, you got two guys who can talk. Uh, two guys who can work. It would have just been uh, pretty damn good chemistry. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen, uh, but never say never. You never know what could happen. Great. And uh, what did you think of James Ellsworth, who showed up in his place? Oh, boy. Uh, well, um, well, that, that, that made it a little bit of an easy uh, hump, if you will, just to get, get in and out of that one. Uh, although, at the same time now, uh,
basically, uh, you are bound to find uh, plenty of superstitious people for sure. I, I'm not privy to anybody in particular, uh, but I, but I'm I'm not really uh, one to subscribe to superstition myself. Interesting question. Hi, Eli. It's Lena from Live Radio over here in Scotland. Uh, thanks for taking the time, my friend. Uh, now, I was lucky enough, along with my wife, to meet you at Wrestling MediaCon. Uh, since that day, my wife has been, how should I put this, more than smitten with you. Uh, so much so I've... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so much so I've literally just ordered her uh, a couple of Eli Drake t-shirts from ImpactJewelryStore.com. So I know what she's getting, oh, well. what she wants for Christmas, but what do you want for Christmas? Oh, oh man, that's... Uh... That's a wonderful question for the last few years I haven't had an answer to. I, I really have uh, shaped a life that kind of has given me everything I want lately. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, you know what I want? I, you know what I want for Christmas? I want to go to a cabin in the, in the woods and a snowy adventure. Ride dog sleds. I know that sounds crazy and out of the ordinary, but uh, that's what I want to do. I want to ride some snowmobiles. I want to I want adventure for Christmas. That's what I want. Uh, and uh, let's see, what else? Peace on earth, everybody. And your wife. Can we get your wife for Christmas? Can we do that? No, you can't. You cannot get my wife. <laughs> and that is a fact of life. Yes. Cheers, Eli. Yes, mid. You know, as long as we're talking holidays, uh, what about New Year's? We had an interesting debate last week. Ethan Page is not a big uh New Year's resolution person at all doesn't think that far in advance. What about you? Do you do you care much about New Year's resolutions? I've I've never subscribed to New Year's resolutions. To me, it's kind of like if you're going to do something, I'm I'm going to do it now. Um, I'm not going to wait until some arbitrary date to be like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna become uh, I'm gonna decide to become an accountant, or I'm gonna become really good at math, or I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna lose ten pounds starting January 1st, like, if there's something like that that I want to do, then I'm, I'm, I'm going to start the ball rolling, like, now. Uh, that's just a habit of mine. Now, as far as the celebrations, I know, you know, there seems to be a weird backlash of people lately just being like, ah, oh, I'd rather just have a quiet night in on New Year's Eve. I always host the most fun, the biggest, the funnest party uh, at my place here in Hollywood. Um, I've got uh, friends from other... Uh, other wrestling friends and whatnot who are like, man, I'm, I'm canceling bookings that weekend just like so come to the party. It's always a good time over here. What's, uh, what's the highlight? The highlight? Like, man, I don't know if I could pinpoint a highlight. It's just that there's going to be a lot of pretty girls. There's going to be a, uh, plenty of uh, good, fun guys over here. It's just going to be a good time. There's a beautiful view of the, of the city. Uh, I'm, I'm up on the 11th floor. I'm kind of like right over... Uh, um, kind of by the Hollywood sign, there's a nice view of the hills and stuff like that. So it's just really cool because then you hear everybody counting down at the same time, and we're all doing the countdown, there's drinks flowing. It's a good time. Hi, right. hey, this is uh, Nick Housen from Wrestling Inc. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat today. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, I was just wondering, as we head into homecoming here, if you had any personal favorite memories from the early days of Impact uh, slash DNA. Well, I mean, if you, if you look at, um, from the beginning, it started as a pay-per-view only type of thing. Um, and then just the fact, see, to me, the, the big thing for me is just watching uh, 
whether it's a performer or a company themselves, kind of um, move on to the next level. Uh, the big thing for me was watching it go from pay-per-view only, simply to move on then to a weekly television show and get that spot. Um, because in a certain way, you almost didn't expect that. You see, here's this here's this company trying to kind of creep their way in. And I mean, you know, that, that stuff goes 50-50, and a lot of times it doesn't work in their favor. So to see that go from, uh, you know, the, the pay-per-view thing to then finally getting weekly TV, I think that's amazing. Uh, you, you watch the development of different stars, uh, you know, guys who've moved on, guys who are still there, like Abyss, um, and just the, the cavalcade of names and, and guys and girls who come in and out of that company. I, I don't know that I can pinpoint one big moment, but, I mean, you look at the debuts of, of, of different people and, and, and the, the um, uh, I guess, basically just the development uh, of certain people, again, who've either moved on, stayed, whatever, uh, and, and now moving into the new era, uh, it's just such a, it's such an evolution that's, uh, that's really cool to see. Now, as a follow-up to that, um, you talk about the evolution from pay-per-view to, to television, or deep there, going into 2019, there's a lot of talk about, you know, what television home impact could have. Do you think that's important, or do you think that there's a lot to be developed here on the uh, the internet side of things? There's somewhere to play around with there. I, I think right now a, a hybrid um, is probably the best approach. Um, I know that I feel like TV is kind of losing a little bit of its luster just because everybody is so into streaming. Um, so I think finding a streaming partner would be great. We're also having uh, a TV uh, because at the end of the day, TV is still king. Um, will that hold on for much longer? I don't know. Uh, but as far as advertisers, sponsors, and whatnot, there is money in streaming, but there's also still a lot of money in TV. So I think TV is very important. I think it's just more widely. Um, uh, I, I think it's just more widely uh, seen in the sense of let's say. Uh, rural areas or maybe more low-income areas where maybe people don't have uh, smartphones, internet, whatever. I, I can tell you, my dad doesn't even have, I got him a smartphone for Christmas last year, he threw the damn thing out. Uh, he doesn't have Wi-Fi. He doesn't even use a computer. So uh, that kind of stuff, like he's a guy who's only going to catch us on TV. And I know plenty of guys where I'm from, where I originally came from, there's a lot of people that way. So with that being the case, I think television is still very important to reach out to uh, different sets of the audience. But I think also moving in the future, yes, streaming and the Internet are so valuable, so necessary, and, and making our uh, footprint there is absolutely necessary. Awesome. Thank you. And I, uh, congratulations. I believe you guys, like, doubled your YouTube subscribers this year. Yeah, yeah we just did uh, 2 million the other day. That's insane. Uh, congratulations. Looking forward to homecoming, Eli. Thank you for the time. And Nick, before you run off, I do want to uh, bring, rumor has it that you're going to be joining us in uh, in Nashville. And uh, one thing I do want uh, Eli to address is uh, the VIP packages, because uh, Eli is an amazing miniature golfer. Oh, uh, did you did you win the miniature golf that, that time in Orlando? I won it the first time. The second time, I, I, I think it might have been Desmond, uh, Desmond Xavier. Desmond uh, Xavier. But he you also... I think it was him and I in the finals last year. Yeah, I was to be. But you've also been a, uh, a regular on the, the trivia front. Uh, yes. Yes, I, I, I've had to uh, advise that even a couple times, remember? 
but if we want to call it this Thanksgiving, let's call it this Thanksgiving. A uh, hell of a living title, uh, only once a year, but uh, sure, why not? Thank you. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Long. And if you want to look like a true player, then you need to get yourself a Gurick Report Podcast T-shirt. That's right. Get yourself the Gurick Report Podcast T-shirt, the same one that I'm wearing and sporting and looking good in it each and every day. And if you want to get one of them, all you got to do is go to Pro Wrestling Tees. That's ProWrestlingTees.com slash Gurick. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Gurick. Get your T-shirt today, and you can look as pretty as me. Holla. Hello, this is Carlos from Indie Pro Wrestling, IndiePW.com, Aiden Doing all right, man. What's going on with you? Not much. So my question for you would be, um, do you, what do you plan on doing life after wrestling? I, I think I can picture you doing like me, uh, movies and stuff like that, but what other passions do you think you might be able to do? Man, that, that, that's a great question. I, uh, I, th- this has been really my only true passion in life. Um, like trying to get myself amped up for anything else, uh, is a real chore. Uh, wrestling really has always seemed to do it for me. There's just something about that. Uh, but the reality is you can't do this forever. So, you know, I, I've been looking at other things and, and other uh, options, if you will, um, Fortunately, I've been very good with my money. I've saved my money. I've invested. Um, you know, I, I'm looking into um, uh, real estate as far as, you know, buying properties, rentals, things like that, uh, just kind of give myself nice passive income. Uh, at the same time, I mean, I've got a pretty good mind for the business. So, I mean, I don't think that uh, it's out of question to have any kind of a role backstage, whether it be uh, creative or maybe help people with promos or producing or whatever. Um, at the same time, uh, I have recently hooked up with two new agents, one for commercials, one for TV and movies, so you never, ever know where I might pop up. Awesome. Thank you for your time, and I'll see you at the, uh, the events over there in Nashville. Homecoming. Definitely. Impact Wrestling earlier this year. Can you tell me what went into that uh, decision making? As there's a, there's a big change in the wrestling landscape, maybe coming, and uh, you stuck with Impact. Also to Josh or Roth, uh, can you maybe update me on Sanjay Dutt's status? He's missed almost all year with uh, uh, planning on coming back or uh, or not. Brother, you cut out from the beginning of that, and then again in the end. At least for me, I don't know if that was for anybody else. Can you, uh, out to, can, you uh, can you ask questions again? Yeah, I will. Uh, Eli, you re-signed with Impact Wrestling this year. Can you tell me what went into that decision? As we see a changing landscape, and for uh, Josh and Ross, any update on when Sanjay could return to the ring, or is he pretty much sticking to his backstage duties? Um. Well, I, as far as my decision to say, um, I I, uh, I know a lot of people were kind of uh, tolling the, the the death knell in a certain way for me as far as my uh, my state impact and and at certain times I even thought that maybe I was going to move on. I, I had offers or opportunities, um, but I kind of just did a uh, I guess an audit of my life at the time um, and just figured that I enjoy where I'm living right now. 
Uh, I enjoy the money that I'm making. I'm being uh, uh, living comfortably. Uh, so at that point, it was kind of just like, why change anything right now? Uh, if I decide in the next year or so to change anything, then of course I, I still have that option. Uh, but for now, it was just kind of, uh, let's step back for a second, look at my life. Do I like it? Yep. Okay. Well, then I'm not going anywhere. Uh, your question for, uh, regarding Sanjay, I know he's actually coming in right on a, uh, a year since his, uh, uh, foot surgery. And, uh, haven't heard if he's, uh, you know, anxious to get back in the ring. I know, uh, he certainly can. Um, but, uh, when he does, don't, don't have an answer for you on that. Thank you, guys. Hey, guys, uh, Ritu from Sportskina again. Uh, so, Eli, you teamed up with Scott Steiner earlier this year. Uh, do you have any funny stories uh, of Scott Steiner? Not, not so much. Um, I mean, he was pretty much straight business. It was, uh, you know, come in, do the work, and go home. Uh, I mean, just the, the one thing that I think I've, I've told people before was just the fact that I did not expect him to do a, a Frankensteiner off the top rope. Um, and originally, even when I, like, I was kind of the one who, planted the idea because when he first walked in that day um for our match with lax i was like hey man you got one more frankensteiner in you and he kind of looked at me and he was like yeah i think i can do that and my mind was blown i'm like wow okay so he's trying to figure out how he can do it from a standing position and then maybe 10 seconds later he's like you know what no forget that i'll just do it off the top i'm like holy crap this guy's for real right now so just the idea that here's this guy who hasn't done a Frankensteiner in who knows how long, and now he's coming in and doing top rope Frankensteiners and just putting his body on the line. That, that's, that's cool to me. I dig that. Thank you, so much. Another question here that come in from uh, Steve Jones. Uh, Eli, he'd like to know your thoughts and your takes on the world title match at homecoming, Johnny Impact against Brian Cage. Uh, quite frankly, it doesn't really mean too much to me. I'm not in it. Um, I mean, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, it's a little overdue to have me back in the title picture. Uh, I should be right up there with those with those guys. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, I'm sure it's going to be a hell of a match. You're going to see a lot of cool little flippy moves and stuff like that. And uh, I'm sure on Brian Cage's behalf, it's going to be 800 different moves he's going to get in. Uh, and uh, it's going to be a good time for everybody, I'm sure. But really, the highlight of the night is probably going to be Eli Drake versus uh, Abyss. So, I mean, uh, we'll find out what happens. Hi, Ryan Bowman from thegrillposition.com again. You mentioned uh, kind of idolizing Michael Jordan, and we've heard about your mini-golf prowess. You seem like a guy who's a tremendous all-around athlete. What other sports did you play in the past, and are you still active in any other sports outside of the ring now? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I play basketball really regularly. Uh, always loved that. My dream in middle school, my mom asked me what I wanted to be when I was there. She was like, you know, you're starting to get in high school. You gotta, you gotta start thinking about what you want to do when you grow up. Uh, and I was like, well, I, no, I'm gonna be a basketball player. And uh, she was like, that, that's not real. You're not gonna do that. Which, that, you know, also is what she said about wrestling. Uh, but the difference with the two is that uh, with basketball, I quickly found out I wasn't as good as I thought. Um, <laughs> basically, I would, I would shoot around all the time in my neighborhood by myself. I was the only boy living in the neighborhood with a bunch of other girls, and, and they weren't interested in basketball. 
So uh, it's just me out there shooting by myself thinking I'm the man until I got in and started playing with other people and found out I wasn't that great. I'm not bad, but I wasn't that great. Um, but I, I grew up playing baseball, football. Uh, my senior year in high school, I ran cross country. Uh, oddly enough, I ended up being third on the team, even though it was the only, only year I ran, and I got scholarship offers for it, but I didn't take it because I wanted to... I knew that when I went to college, I wanted to start adding muscle on because I actually wanted to consider this wrestling thing, as crazy as that sounds. Um, so, uh, so I mixed cross-country from there. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I tend to have kind of a natural athleticism and pick things up. I, I don't know that I'm great at any one thing except wrestling. I'm decent at basketball, decent at football, decent at baseball, good enough that uh, I can make it, I can make most people think I'm good. Uh, <laughs> So that's pretty much good enough. Well, if you're a hoops guy, what did you think about LeBron coming out your way? Amazing, and I'm sad that I haven't taken advantage of it yet. Uh, I was actually literally just talking to a couple friends about that this morning, about how I need to get some tickets and go to a game sometimes. To look at even the way they started the season, I know we're only like a month in, but you look at the way they started, and now being a month in to the way that the records turned around, and it looks like they're actually starting to put a little something together. Um... But even that aside, just the, the, the level of player he is, like, got to go experience that. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Well, to speak a little bit more to Eli's athleticism, Eli, I did witness you in Ottawa. I believe it was, was it 42 or 48-yard field goal wearing, oh, white, yeah. wearing white pants. And I, you can address the shoes because they were some high-dollar shoe I'd never heard of. Oh, they were just they were just nice brown dress shoes, but uh, yeah, hell, I uh, yeah, well, that was probably what like a twenty. Uh, it was forty two or forty eight. I don't remember how many how many uh, yard field goal it was. I don't know, but but it was a, I couldn't even believe that I did it when I did it. Um, <laughs> I, truth be told, never kicked a field goal in my life until right then. Um, I've I've tried to do some punts rather unsuccessfully, but when I kicked that field goal and I watched that some bitch go through the through the uprights, I was downright even amazed with myself um <laughs> oh so i'm more of a, a hands guy if it's uh if i can't use my hands i feel like i'm useless that's why i've never been a soccer guy uh football for you people in europe um uh, but as far as like football american football i'd rather be on the end of catching the pass than kicking the ball you're pretty good at some pass patterns up in Ottawa as well oh wow well, i mean that's that's just natural there Hello, this is Carlos from Indie Pro Wrestling again. I uh, just wanted to know, do you know of any independent wrestling stars that would make a great addition to the Impact Wrestling roster? Yeah, you know, I, I didn't really keep my uh, thumb on the pulse of, of indie wrestling that much. I'll be honest, I, I barely even watch wrestling at all anymore. I, I, I don't watch almost anything, it seems like, anymore. But um, just from being around, knowing different guys and stuff like that, like that um, the guy in SoCal I really like. I mean, he's a friend of mine, but it's also like he's just physically impressive. He does some cool stuff. His name's Eric Watts. Um, not the old, uh, not the old, old Eric Watts from like WCW. Um, <laughs> but like, he, he's like a, a tall black dude with an afro, like super athletic. Um, and he's probably about, I want to say like six, seven, six, eight. Um, so just oh, wow. physically impressive as well. Um, yeah, I, I think it'd be cool to see him do some things. Um, good personality, too. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time.
Actually, actually, you know what? You guys will remember. He was in uh, Tough Enough, 2000. What was it like the 2011? I think it was. Hey, Carlos, why don't you keep that question when you we have uh, Sanjay Dutt on the uh, press pass next time? Ask him that because unlike Eli, if there's somebody who even owns a pair of boots, Sanjay has watched him perform or her perform. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely uh, remember to ask him that question. All right. Well, so thank you, Carlos. And Eli, we'll wrap it up. Uh, a quick press pass podcast for you this week. Uh, gave you the floor for a final thought. Man, uh, I mean, the only final thought is, uh, you know, tonight's impact on pop. Uh, I guess tomorrow you guys get it in uh, the U.K. and wherever else. Um, so, Tune in, and then uh, let's see where everything's going, leading into homecoming, which is coming up January 6th. And for those of you in Nashville, get your VIP passes because it's going to be a, a good damn time. And, of course, the show's going to be great. So uh, that's really all i got for you. Uh, and I'm going to enjoy the rest of my smoothie and my oatmeal here and get on with my day. All righty. Eli, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. And, Media, thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week.